healer. We thank you, God, for being Jehovah Tuskanu, our righteousness. God, we just thank you on today, God. We thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, God. We thank you, God, for being everything that we need, God, when we need it. God, you said we can call on you and you will answer us. You will show us great and mighty things that we don't know. So, God, today we're calling on you and we're expecting an answer from you, God, with every given situation, with every problem, God, that we don't even know anything about. We thank you for preparing us, God. Making us ready, God, for what's yet to come in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your warring angels, God. We thank you that your angels hearken unto your voice, unto your word. And as we speak your word, God, they're sending that word, God. They're delivering that word where the word needs to be sent. So, God, we thank you, God, that we're putting those angels on assignment through your word, God. In Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that covers us right now in the name of Jesus. So God, I thank you that as I go forth, God, with your word, God, as your messenger. I thank you that your people hearts are open and receptive, God, to receive your right now rhema word, God. Which will transform, which will change, God, every given situation that's in the room. I bind right now every attack and every assignment that the enemy has sent out against this service on today to bring havoc, God. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you that I have been crucified. We have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Before we go into the teaching, I want to ask everybody. Are you tired of the same thing, just a different day? Sometimes we get so used to things that we think that's how it's supposed to be. But that's not how God set it up to be. When you get used to the way of this world, that's how you begin to live according to the way of this world. This is why God brings teachings to the body of Christ to let you know you're in this world but you're not of this world so you don't do what the world does we as the body of Christ supposed to bring change to this world we supposed to represent his kingdom a kingdom that's not of this world a kingdom that does not do what the world does see Christ is in us the hope of glory We're supposed to reveal him unto others. And the only way we can reveal him is to know about him. And if you don't take the time to know him as father, to get to know who he really is and get to know the love of the father, we will be doing just like everybody else is doing, bowing down to other gods. And it's time for us to rise up, the church to rise up so people will know That there is a God that's above everything that's around us, that's trying to come upon us. We have to let them know who we are now that we're in him. We don't settle for what's going on around us. We take a stand by using the word of God. The word of God is your weapon. 
And if you're not using your weapon, if you're not armed, if you don't have on the whole armor of God, you're getting hit. And some of us have gotten hit so much, we just want to give up and quit because we're saying it's no use. But when you know who you are and you know what's in you, you will rise up. Even in the midst of tragedy, you will rise up because you got the spirit of the living God in you that won't come down. And as long as you know who you are, you may fall, but you're going to rise because you know who you are. God is above every circumstance that's in our lives. Amen. So church, it's time for us to arise. It's time for us to let people know that there is a God that's above everything. That's going on around us. Traditions of men makes the word of God of none effect. So we don't want to live by traditions. We want to live by kingdom. Amen. So open your Bibles. We're going to go a little bit further. I've been teaching on the wisdom of God. And I want to add um, more to what I have been teaching on. Go with me to Judges the sixth chapter. We have talked about this before, but we're going to. Um, go over it again because there's some things in there that God want to show the body of Christ. God is just so good because he'll show us where we are. Sometimes we don't realize where we are, but God will open our eyes and show us where we are and where he want us to be. Amen. Amen. Judges, the sixth chapter, I'm reading out the expanded Bible and it reads again. The Israelites, the sons, the children of Israel did what the Lord said was wrong, evil in the sight of the Lord. So for seven years, the Lord handed them over to gave them into the hand of Midian because the Midian, the Midianites were very powerful and were cruel too. they, they oppress Israel, the Israelites made hiding places, shelters, dens in the mountains, in caves and in safe places, strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other people, sons from the east, would come and attack them. They camped in the land and camped against them and destroyed the crops that the Israelites had planted as far away as Gaz. They left nothing, no substance, no living thing for Israel to eat, and no sheep, cattle, or donkeys. The Midianites came with their tents and with their animals, the livestock, like swarms of numerous as locusts to ruin, to lay waste the land. There were so many people and camels, they could not be counted. Israel became very poor. They were weakened. They were brought low because of the Midianites. So they cried out to the Lord. You may be seated. I want to talk a little bit on whom or what are you in bondage to? Whom or what are you in bondage to? To be in bondage means to be a slave to. But before I go into this in, in Gideon's the sixth chapter, I want to talk about what we have been talking about just to give you a recap because it's going to help you know where I'm going. We've been talking about um, your new identity. Everybody knows that when you become born again, you get a new identity. We know this according to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 
Now that you're born again, you have a new identity in Christ. You're not identified by you no more. You identified by him. What does this actually mean? It means that I have a new life now that I'm in Christ. The old life that I used to have when I used to be in bondage to sin, where sin had me bound. That old man that controlled me, that old nature has died. It is no longer alive. I have a new life in Christ. So my life is not based on what I used to do or who I was. My life is based on who I am now that I'm in Christ. No matter what I'd done before I came to Christ, God don't look at that. He looks at his son. So we need to quit looking at people old lifestyles, the things that they used to do, the places that they used to go. We need to see them in Christ. We know no man by the flesh. That's what the word of God says. If I'm looking at Kim now, no matter what Kim do or what she say, I have to see her for who she is now that she in Christ. I can't look at her past life on how she acted or how she carried on. I have to look at who she is now that she in Christ. When I look at her as being in Christ, I come to her and remind her of who she is now that she in Christ. I don't put her down. I don't condemn her because in him there is therefore now no condemnation. There's no guilt or no wrong. So we should stop reminding people of how wrong they are, what they did, or how they did it. We need to remind them of who they are now that they are in Christ. So being that you're in Christ, you're one with him. You're joined unto him. And this joining is in the spirit. We talked about being a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body, according to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. We are a three-part being. When we go back to the beginning, when we deal with Adam and Eve and we see how God, he formed a body. At first, we, he said, let us, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us make them in our image after our likeness. And what he was saying is, they're going to be spiritual beings. They're going to resemble us in the spirit. But then God created a body from the dust of the ground and that body was dead. He formed the body from the dust. It was dead. This is why when you die, you going back to dust because the body is just a shell that we have. This is a shell, but the spirit is inside of this shell. So he formed the body, but the body was dead. But in order to bring life to that body, God had to breathe his breath. He had to breathe the breath of life, his spirit, into that body. And then that body became a living soul. That body did not become anything until the breath of God was breathed into that body. Let me say it again. The body becomes nothing until the life of God comes into that body. So what am I saying? If we are born again, if we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God want us to go on our spirit. He want us to go on the part of us that got born again. 
Your spirit is what got born again. Your spirit is what was made new. Your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion was not born again. Your body is just a shell. So in order for you to receive everything that's in your spirit, God has given you all of him in your spirit. You have his righteousness. You have his healing. You have his peace. You have his joy. You have his wisdom. You have the mind of Christ. Everything you need. You have the knowledge of God sitting in your spirit. But until you know who you are now that you're in Christ and the benefits you have now that you're in Christ, you have a gold mine in you. And it's just sitting there waiting on you to recognize what you have. Once you recognize what you have, it moves from the spirit part of you, the real part of you, to the soul part of you. And then the body starts acting out who it really is in Christ. Y'all better catch it. Until you know who you are. Some people get born again and don't even know what it means. Some people get born again because the friend got born again. Some people get born again because the sister, brother, mother, father got born again. And everybody is still living like heathens because they don't know who they are. They don't know their identity. See, when a change comes, when you truly accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is a heart change. That means everything around you begin to change. Even with that unrenewed mind, you know something has happened, but you don't know what has happened. This is why you got to get into the word of God, which is your spiritual mirror to find out what really happened to me. I feel like something has happened, but I don't know what has happened. This is why you have to be taught. This is why you have to come into fellowship To know who you really are. To know your new identity. Y'all, I feel some babies leaping and jumping up in here. I feel a river that's in my belly flowing in every direction. Why? Because the word of God is bringing some life in this place. God is about life. He is not about death. And you have life on the inside of you. But you need to connect to it before you die. If you don't connect to the life that's in you, even though you're born again, you will die. But we're making connections with everything else because we don't know what's in us. The same spirit. I want y'all to catch this. Maybe you learned it in Sunday school and didn't know what they were talking about. And they didn't know what they were talking about. They just gave you Bible stories. That's what they called them, stories. And they were stories until they got some revelation. (laughs) But after they got some revelation, they saw some rising up from those stories that they were telling. See, we talked about a man and his name was Jesus and he was born of a virgin, which was Mary. We heard about all this and some people wonder how in the world can somebody be born from a virgin that never been with a man. Somebody is lying. She been with somebody. If she wasn't with Joseph, she was with somebody. See, that's when you're ignorant to the word of God and don't know the power of God. Because the Bible tells you that Mary had... An awesome encounter with the word. Come on, you got to have an encounter with the word of God. See, God had it already planned out in the fullness of time. 
See, some things is happening in our lives right now. God is waiting until the fullness, uh, until the fullness of time, until he knows it's time for him to move in on that situation. So Jesus came in in the fullness of time. And when he came in, God chose Mary, which was a virgin. Why am I saying this? I don't know, but I'm led by the Holy Ghost. Everybody know a virgin is somebody that hadn't been with the man. She was betrothed to Joseph back then. Mean betrothed mean that they were engaged, but they considered them to be married. So if she was betrothed to Joseph, she hadn't been with Joseph. But everybody knew Mary is off limit because she belonged to Joseph because they made a commitment to one another. Do you know what commitment means? So they made that commitment, and when Mary. Seeing the angel come to her and Gabriel was telling her a word from the Lord. Oh, God, I'll give you a word. He'll give you a word and the word that God give you is going to be truth. It ain't going to be no lie. And the word is not going to change outside of what we do. God's word is not going to change. So he sent the word unto Mary and I'm paraphrasing it. He sent the word unto Mary and he told Mary that she was going to conceive in her womb. A son, and he told her what the son name would be called Jesus, meaning Jehovah's salvation. She was going to carry salvation in her womb. And Mary, after he had finished, she said, how can this be? I've never been with the man. He said, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to come in and overshadow you. And then you're going to conceive in your womb a son, and his name is going to be Jesus. Now, this is what Mary said. Now, Mary could have said, now, that ain't how it works. I'm going somewhere. That ain't how it works. I I got taught now. I'm supposed to be with the man, and the man's supposed to come unto me, and as he come unto me, we can produce something. But she didn't do that. She said, be it unto me according to your word. That word looked foolish. That word looked like it was a lie because it looked impossible. But the Bible said God will take the impossible. He will make it possible if only we would believe. So Mary had to get outside of Mary. She had to get outside of the norm and how natural work. Mary had to grab hold to the supernatural. She had to grab hold to what she could not see naturally. That's why faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So Mary grabbed hold to it and y'all know what happened. She conceived in her womb. Jesus. And what God did, he allowed his spirit to come upon Elizabeth and she began to prophesy. And to begin to confirm about Jesus being in that womb. That's outside of natural, y'all. See, this is why I'm bringing this all together to let you know I'm going somewhere with this. You're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Everything you need is in your spirit. In order for you to get the life of God from your spirit, your mind has to be renewed. And it connects to the spirit and then it flows out to the body. So if you never renew your mind according to the word of God, even though you have everything that you need in your spirit on the inside of you, you will not tap into it. It's just there. I don't know about y'all, but if I know I got money in the bank and I need some money, they're going to give me my money. 
If I know I need $20 and that's all I got in the bank, you're going to give me my $20. Well, we took interest. No, you don't take nothing from my money. See, that's ignorant. Give me my money. I want all of my money because I'm ignorant because I don't know their policies. I don't know what they do. But I know I put that money in that bank. You can't tell me that money wasn't put in that bank. So I'm going to get what I deposited, right? So this is why you got to go into the word of God and you got to make a deposit, y'all. You got to make that deposit. This is why, thank God for the ones who created Bibles. The ones who created these Bibles, guess what? The men that was um, the ones that the Holy Spirit used to write out what God wanted to be written. And then they had people to print it out. Why? So you can look into it so you can know who you are. You can know what you have now that you're in Christ. So if you don't know these things, you're missing out on what God has already provided. So let's, let's go a little bit further. We talked about Daniel. We talked about wisdom. We talked about we have the mind of Christ. We have his mind already in us. His mind lines up with his word. That's his mind. So once we go into his word and we do what his word is saying, we're lining up with the mind of Christ. Come on, somebody. We're doing what his word tell us to do. We have so many, so much division in the church because we got some people lining up and some people not lining up. So when you're giving them truth, they say you're lying because they're walking ignorantly. So we look at Daniel. Y'all know what happened with Daniel. Daniel was over there in Babylon. It's like being in the world. He was over there. God placed him over there with the Israelites. Why? Because God needed somebody to show them, I'm El El Yon. I'm above all of your God. So I want to encourage you today. Even though you're in this world, you're not of this world. But God uh, put you in the midst of something to reveal his glory, to let them know, can't touch this. <laughs> can't touch this. I've been bought with the price. You'll be standing in the midst of it and everybody else dying, but you still living. And God is letting them know, I'm El El Yon. I'm their protector. I'm their deliverer. I'm their healer. I'm everything that they need to live in this corrupt, cruel world. God will show people how prosperous you are now that you're in him. Working at McDonald's, working at Food Line, working at Piggly Wiggly. Don't have to be a big part of a corporation, but you got more than the ones in the corporation. Why? Because God is revealing his glory. When we wait on the Lord and we seek him, he can be found. So Daniel... When the king Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted them to reveal his dream because it troubled him. We know he was very troubled about this dream. And he wanted somebody to tell him what was going on. Have you been so troubled about something? And you could not remember the dream that you had, but it troubled you to the point you couldn't sleep, you couldn't eat. He called in all the astrologers, the musicians. He called in the soothsayers, the fortune tellers. He called in all of them for answers. They couldn't give him an answer. They said, ain't no man on earth, no ruler, no king, no man on earth that can tell you what you're asking us. It cannot come from man. It has to come from the gods that are not of this world. And they put God amongst those gods. They still didn't know. They were ignorant. But guess what? When Daniel heard that they were going to be killed, all of them, 
Daniel began to go to the ones that he knew knew God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He told them to pray. Y'all were missing prayer. We're missing communication with God. God want us to come together in unity in prayer during these trying times, doing what's going on around us. He want us to come to him. He want us to seek him. Why? Because we need wisdom from him in order to live in this dying world. You cannot live on natural wisdom. This is what scientists are living on, natural wisdom, their wisdom, their knowledge. God said, my wisdom, my knowledge, my understanding, my revelation is above man. And I need people to come to me with the right heart and say, God, I can't do this. And that's when God began to open up things to you. This is when God began to show you how to live his way when everybody else is living the world's way. You still going on financially, physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Why? Because you're living according to your spirit, not according to your flesh. You do not live according to your five senses. Being born again. That's your common sense. Okay? Everybody got common sense. God gave it to you. But God said, what I'm giving you is above common sense. Common sense tell you to take a bath. That's common sense. Common sense tell you to brush your teeth. That's common sense. Common sense tell you if you don't pay your mortgage, you're going to lose your house. That's common sense. Common sense tell you if you don't stick the key in the ignition or push the button, the car won't crank. That's come. But some of y'all ignorant to that too. Cause I was, I was used to putting the key. Y'all know I don't drive much. I got in the car and I put my foot on the brake and I just held my hand on that button. My husband said, man, to take your hand off the button. You don't have to just wait, just touch it. I'm like, okay. See, I didn't know. I thought I had to hold the little button and, it, you know, wait for it to hear it. Come on, y'all. I ain't the only ignorant one in here. Come on, somebody. Because some of y'all still putting keys in your initiative. So then he told me, my husband, I'm used to the signal where I put my signal down and I go to my lanes and it come up by itself, Right. My husband said, Amanda, why are you still doing that? Just touch the signal and it automatically go off. I said, I like the old way. I don't want to do it this way. Why I have to do it that way? Can I do it? He said, but if you got a car that can do it, come on, somebody. I'm talking to y'all. See, we don't want to move to the newness. I got you. We want to stay into the oldness. My son know me. My husband know me. If I don't drive like they drive, I'm going to do it my way as long as I get where I'm going. But if they have upgraded something, we want to go to the upgrade. Is that not right? And sometimes people want to help you to get to that level, right? My husband, my son want to help me to get to that level, right? But sometimes you get lazy and you're just saying, I'd rather stay where I am. That's just too much information. That's how it is when it comes to the word. Some of us are lazy. We don't want no more information. I'm doing okay just like I am. I'm doing okay being heavily medicated instead of being heavily on um, meditation. 
I'm doing okay, taking everything I can take. I'm still living. I'm still alive. I don't want to go into the word and do nothing else. This is the way I want to live. Leave me alone. My blood pressure is fine because I'm taking every blood pressure pill it is. And I can still eat pig feet, pork chop, and do everything I want to do. So just leave me alone. My I'm, 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 my sugar level is okay because I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But when do you want to get over that? When do you want to live a life of Christ? When do you want to live the good life that he made available for you? An abundant life. Because we're in a time now, and I'm telling y'all this again and again. Things that man is making is not going to save you. It's going to keep you for a little bit. But it ain't going to save you. That's why God gave us life. Eternal life from his word. He said, my word is spirit and it's life. He said, the spirit quickens, that means brings life. The flesh profits you nothing. So when we're depending on flesh, it ain't profiting you nothing. You can put no trust in no man because they will fail you. Their intentions are good, but after a while, y'all are going to hear, I cannot save you, save yourself. They're going to get so agitated, aggravated, frustrated, and annoyed with everything hitting them, with everybody coming to them. What I need to do, 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 what I need to do. Give me some more, give me some more, give me some more. Some of us are going to be so uh, so addicted to drugs <laughs> that we, we're going to see in the supernatural. Because they're doing all they can do to help you. But now it's time for the church to help yourself. And God is telling us how to do it. I did not say don't take your medication. Some of you need help. Take it. You need some help. But why are you in your right mind? Come on, there was a man who was full of legion. They even used fetters to tie him down. They couldn't hold him. But when Jesus came in on the scene, the same one that they could not tie down or do whatever, he bowed down. Legion had many devils in him. But when the word came in on the scene, he had to bow. And then he's going to tell Jesus, forbid me to go into the swine. See, he's telling Jesus, do this. Because he knew he was up under his authority. Church, when are we going to get to the point to know we have authority over the enemy? The enemy don't have authority over us, not unless we give it to him. So Daniel knew his place. He knew the greater one. He knew that God had wisdom. He knew that God was all-knowing. So guess what? God gave him the answer. So this is what, this is where God is taking me now. I said, God, what's going on? You're bringing in the church, the mind of Christ, the new identity. You're bringing in the church your wisdom. 
You're bringing into church your resurrected power. You, you're letting them know what they have now that they're in you. God, what's wrong? Why is the church not rising up in you? And why is the church still looking for somebody else to help them? And they have everything they need in them. It bothered me to the point that I was just grieved. I was so weighed down because I said, God, I don't understand. What else is it? What's going on? And the Lord showed me this. Dealing with Gideon. When we read the book of Gideon, it's saying that these people were handed over to Midian, the Midianites, for seven years. Why were they handed over for seven years to the Midianites? They were Israelites. They had a covenant with God. God was their protector. God was everything that they needed. Why were they turned over? Because they were disobedient to the word of God. See, the whole problem is disobedience, y'all. It is not God that bring this stuff on us. It is disobedience that bring this stuff on us. Because when God tell us how to live, check this y'all. Only thing I have to do is live according to the word. And I don't have to keep quoting Psalms 91. I'm going to say it again. Only thing I have to do is live according to the word. And I don't have to keep quoting no scripture for protection because I'm already protected. Because I'm living according to what his word is telling me. So I don't have to, oh God, let me. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide up under the shadows of the almighty. They say it's another part of this COVID coming out. Let me beef it up a little bit with Psalms 91. I got to get up a little early and I got to walk and talk with God a little bit more. I got to fast. I got to take away this. I got to take away that. No, just live. According to this word. And you already protect it. You don't have to do nothing to. Oh my Lord Jesus. You don't have to do nothing to protect yourself. Just live according to the word. Just do. It's so simple. And we miss it. You know how they were singing. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. It may look like that I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded, Mitch, by you. Come on, it may look like. See, we're trying to do things to save us. Let's go back to salvation. You could not save yourself. God had to come out of heaven. My God took, come from the throne. He said, I couldn't find no man on earth that was without sin. So I'm going to have to come down off my throne and I'm going to have to be that sacrifice for the whole world. Because it ain't no man that can give themselves. Ain't no man want to give themselves. But he said, I'm going to come down and I'm going to die for the sins of the whole world. I'm going to come down and I'm going to save the whole world. I'm going to do away with what's keeping you and separating you from me, which is sin. He says, so if you go to hell, the only reason you going is not because of sin. Because I've done away with that. He said, it's because of rejecting me. It ain't because of the sin. He, he paid the price for sin. The Bible said he who knew 
no sin, became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him, through him. He paid the price. Come on, you got to get revelation on the word. Don't just read it. You got that word got to be revealed to you. It's still a hidden mystery, even to the Christians, because they ain't got revelation and they preach in tradition. You got to get it revealed. So he died for not just one of your sins. Y'all, let me break it on down. He died for your past, your present, and your future sins. He died for what you've done in the past. He died for what you're doing presently. And he even died for what you don't even know you're going to do. Who does that but God? He said, I'm going to wipe the slate clean. That's why when you come to God and you say, oh, God, forgive me. I done fornicated again. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I done committed adultery again. God, I'm just lying. I'm just lying, lying, lying all the time. God, I just, just lie. And I lie with a straight face. It just come out my mouth and it's a lie. It's a lie, 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 lie. And he ain't hearing you. He don't hear that. You know why? He said, I don't remember your sin. No more. I put him into the sea of forgetfulness. Y'all know how when somebody forgets something, they really forget it. They don't remember it no more. The only one God looking at is his son. That's what grace did. For by grace are you saved. Through faith, not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God and it's not a works. See, I want you to catch it. See, some of us are still saying we're born again, but we're still trying to get stuff right. That Jesus already got right for us. When we know what he already done, we will turn from what we're doing. We don't want to do it no more. That is just as simple as that. When you know what he done for you, you don't want to go back and do it all over again because it's a done deal. He paid the price. He's not going to go hang on that cross again. But he want us to remember what he did for us on the cross. When we remember what he done for us, we won't be fornicators. We won't be adulterers. We won't be liars. We won't be murderers. We don't want no part of what he took on himself. He took on all sin. God had to turn his face away from his son because God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. So he turned his face away from his son because he took it all upon himself. Is that not a good God? So I said, God, what is this? What's going on? What is the problem? What's keeping people from receiving all of this good stuff? God, that you're bringing to let them know that you already made the way. Right here in Gideon, they were put in bondage. That means they were slaves unto the Midianites for seven years because they disobeyed God. When you disobey God, you put your own self in bondage, even though you free. I'm going to say it again. When you disobey God, the Bible says whom the son sets free. Remember, the son sets you free. You ain't set yourself. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. So that means I'm free. I'm no longer a slave to sin. But whom you yield your bodies to, your members to, that's whom you're going to obey. Y'all hear what I'm saying? 
So they went into bondage because they were serving those other gods. They were making those other gods their God instead of God. They were disobeying God's way and they were doing it the other God's way. So he put them in bondage. God will let you go into a place to show you I'm still God. Not that God is not there for you. But he's showing you, you went into that place by being disobedient. So you got to stay in that place to learn until you know that I'm God. Now, look what happened after that. They said these Midianites, check this out. They were so afraid of the Midianites that they weren't even living in their houses no more. They went in caves. They went in dens. They found safe places because they were afraid of the Midianites. Now, I'm going to bondage. The bondage that I'm talking about is in our mind. We're hiding in our mind to different things because we build up a fear. COVID-19 is a bondage. We have went in bondage to COVID-19. People are afraid to live their lives. They're afraid to come out of their houses. They're afraid to go in grocery stores. They're afraid to come to church. You are living in bondage to COVID-19 because of your disobedience to God. People are hiding out. They ain't going certain places that they used to go because of COVID-19. It's the same way when it was with Gideon. And see, the Bible just go back and speaks of itself. Gideon was afraid of those Midianites. So they hid themselves. We as Christians are afraid of COVID. So we hide ourselves. I'm going to say this. But it's certain places we're going to go. And I'm going to tell you where we're going to show up at. My doctor's appointment. My hair appointment. My nail appointment. My toe appointment. My dog's appointment. My lawyer's appointment. My bank appointment. My loan appointment. We're going to show up for my car appointment. All those appointments we're going to keep. But we can't show up in the house of God appointment. Because we're hiding from COVID-19 and it's in the church. Somebody's mad. Hello. See, flesh get mad when truth come out. We show up for dentist appointments. Your mouth wide open, they're over you. Don't know what they're dropping in your mouth. We show up for jobs. All and everybody face on the jobs because we want the paycheck. People mad right now. I don't care. Because God protects me. God said, I'll watch over my word. I hasten my word to perform it in your life. See, this is the problem. People don't want to come out with the truth. We don't stop what we don't want to stop. It shows where your heart is for God. So Gideon and them, they were serving those other gods that were being disobedient to El Elyon. They weren't honoring him. They weren't fearing him. 
When you honor another God, that means you have a fear of that God. You bow down to that God. So they went into the hands of the Midianites. God say, those are the ones that you want to serve? Serve them. (laughs) As simple as that. Those are the ones you want to be with? Be with them, right? Come on, I'm giving you permission. You put yourself here. Be with them. So they were hiding, y'all. And guess what they were waiting for? Not only did the Midianites do something to them. It was the Amalekites. And then some more of them come in. They had three enemies. When you open a door to one sin, the rest of them is waiting to come right in behind it. The enemy wait for your weakest area. He know where you're weak in at. If he can get you weak enough, he's saying, come on out and open the door for the rest of you. Until you're weighed down. That's what you call oppression. Oppression is when you harassed. Oppression is when you afflict it. Oppression will burden you down. The enemy know I'm going to oppress you. I'm going to harass you. I'm going to torment you in that area where you won't come out, where you won't serve God, where you won't call on God. You're calling on everybody else except the one you say is your God. So they waited Until they had crops. They waited till they had all of these animals. And guess what the enemy did? He came in and took what they had. Because they didn't know their God the way they needed to know him. When you don't know God the way you need to know him, the enemy is just having field day in your life. So I'm asking, whom or what are you in bondage to? When we go a little bit further... It said that they took everything to the point it was nothing left. They were poor. They had no substance. It may not be where you financially, you know, you you got financed, but it may be something going on in your body that you're so weak that you're just giving up. You don't want to fight no more. They were at the point of they knew we need God now. Why do we have to wait till COVID come or to anything else come to trust God? We're supposed to trust God before anything come. So when it does come, our trust can still be in him. God want us to know how to trust him in spite of that's why it was a 40 day journey for the Israelites. I think it was 11 day trip and it made it 40 years, 40 years. They were there for a long time. Why? It was because of their disobedience. It was because of them not trusting God. We stay in places for a long time because we still depend on ourselves or somebody else to bring us out. When God let them know, you ain't coming out, you're going to be there for 400 years. You're going to be enslaved to them for 400 years until we as the church come together unified and stand for the same thing. We are going to be in bondage with the world until we say, no, that's not the God I serve. That's not what God told me. They need to see a light in your neighborhood. They need to see in your neighborhood where you are, El El Yon. They need to see when it's dark over here, there's light at your house. They need to see when it ain't no food over here, you still eating at your house and say, come on in, take a seat. Well, where did you get this from? It's because God prepared me for the famine that was coming and he told me what to do before it got here so I can still live. 
don't have to run everywhere and do like everybody else is doing. Because I know my God. I know who he is. I know what he can do. So here they are. So finally, y'all, they're crying out to God. Are you at the point yet that you're really crying out to God? Because a cry out to God got to be from the heart. Not because of your situation, but because you know he's God. God, I know I'm in this situation. But God, I truly am crying out to you now because I know you above every God. I know that I need you, God. I know I cannot do this by myself. God, I really need your help. The Bible says God sent in a prophet. See, God loves us. God will send people to speak to you. Right where you are to let you know what need to be done. He sent the prophet, but guess how God sent the prophet? This is how God does in, in, in this daytime. Quit depending on somebody because they got a prophet in front of their name. Because if that prophet don't know God, if that prophet is not living according to God's word and they're living according to the world and letting in and everything come in and out of the church, you don't listen to that prophet because that's not God. That prophet is going to line up to the word of God. So the prophet began to tell them this. The first thing he began is to remind them of what God did. He reminded them that when you were in Egypt, God brought you out. What am I saying to you? Jesus brought us out. It was no good that we done. But Jesus brought us out. So he reminded them of where they were and where God took them. He reminded them of the things that they were going through and how God brought them out of what they were going through. But then he reminded them, but you chose to serve other gods. And that's what brought you in this place is because you rather obey them than obey God. So he told them, this is the problem, your disobedience. He wanted them to recognize this is why you're in this place. What am I saying to you until we recognize why we're in the place we're we're in? We're going to keep going to that same place because we think that's the right place for us. So after he told them this, this is what God told me, y'all. I heard this a long time ago. There was an animal that was locked up for years. This animal had chains on him, locked up for years. Stay locked up for many years like that. So finally, when it was time to free this animal, they took the chains off. The animal wouldn't leave. Why? Because they programmed that animal to be in bondage, to be a slave. The animal didn't know how to be free no more. The animal was always scared, even though it was free. This is what's happening to the church. God has freed us. But we have went back in bondage to man because we believe man more than we believe God. And even though we're free, we're living like slaves. And until you get into the word of God and know how free you are, you're going to live like a slave here on earth. You're going to listen to what people are telling you that's happening on the news. News is news. They getting their news from somewhere. And how do you know it's true until you go to God like Daniel did in prayer and say, God, I hear what they're saying, but I need to hear from heaven. I need to hear from you because man don't know like you know. 
They ain't even saved, God, so you ain't going to reveal this to them. So, God, I need to hear from you. They're telling me this, but what are you telling me? I want to hear from you. That's why we wait on him. We wait to hear what he has to say instead of jumping up, doing what man is telling us to do. Do y'all remember when they said it was a 4K? What is that thing? Y2K? And they say you better gather up all your food. People gathering up food and bringing food in because they say it was the end of the world. Nobody know the time nor the hour. When the Son of Man is coming, everybody missed it. Everybody in line getting a box. Some of you probably still got them boxes. Getting the free cheese, getting it all because we don't want to die hungry. We want to die full. When God has given us everlasting life, we have that life in us. Thank you, Willie. I hear you over there. Willie, say. So this is what we do. It's time now to trust in him, but this is what God does. Take the time to read the word, but also take the time to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal what you're reading. Give you some revelation. Give you some illumination for the time that you're in. This is written back then, but it's for us now for what's yet coming, y'all. Why am I back in the Gideon? Because God is showing you we are in bondage to COVID. We are in bondage to relationships that we shouldn't be in. We are in bondage to money. We are in some bondages to some things here on this earth. And it's hard to let it go because we've been with it so long. We got a fear of even letting go of our money, even $5. Some of us got a fear of giving somebody $5. We have to sit there and think on, let me see, wait a minute. Let me see what my budget say. Now, for the week, it's a hundred. Now, if I take that five away, that's $95. But that was part of my gas to go get my food to eat. Now, I allowance myself $3 on the side. That's McDonald's. Cause I'm. So, if I give them that five, that means I ain't going to be able to eat like I need to eat. God don't want me to do that. Y'all so quiet. God talking to somebody. Because the spirit was telling you, give Renee the $5. You sitting up there going home and praying and sweating. Instead of obeying God. Done sweat so much, she only want that $5. She probably think COVID all over it. It's dripping. Because we trying to do it our way instead of doing it God's way. God ain't going to tell you to give something that he ain't going to replace. Because the Bible say give and it shall be given unto you. Good measures pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. The devil ain't going to tell you to give nobody nothing but a drug. The devil ain't going to tell you to give nobody no money. Y'all don't know your word. He's going to tell you to hold back and have you to be selfish. So that's why you need to know the word that when God is speaking or when somebody's coming across the pulpit and they saying, you, you got something going on in your body. Well, uh, if you give a hundred dollars, you'll be healed today. No, healing is free. Amen. Amen. 
Then you running up here with the hundred and didn't want to give Renee five. Where the hundred come from? Well, I, I just leave everything else alone. Loans my body is all right. They can have a hundred dollars. Here I am. Selfish. Don't know the difference. You got to know the difference. And the only way you're going to know it is by getting in the word of God. And then when you give, you don't go broadcast. I gave Renee five dollars. She sure didn't need it. Her car was only blessed be the Lord God most high hell. hell y'all. You don't tell nobody what you're doing. What you give in secret, you give in secret. But you know why people tell stuff what they're doing? Because they get mad at the person. Because the person don't lift them up. So this is what God did here. After God told the people what the prophet said, guess how good God is. God said, now it's time for me to send you a deliverer. He had to prepare the deliverer that he was sending. So some of y'all is being prepared for where God want to send you. But God ain't going to send you nowhere when you're not showing up to be taught. When you're leaving him out, why do you want a title and you're leaving God out and you trust in man? God said, either you're going to trust me or you're not. God said, I don't want no whiners and complainers because once I come to you and tell you what I have for you, I want you to humbly submit yourself to me and say, God, it ain't about me. It's about what you want to do through me. So when he came to Gideon, this is how Gideon felt. Y'all, Gideon is so funny. I got some Gideons up in here. Because some of y'all think that God won't use you. That's a lie from the pit of hell. The ones that think God won't always use them, just sit down somewhere. Them the ones that God says, sit down. The ones that's in here feeling like, God, I don't want to mess up nobody's life. God, I don't want to do things wrongly. God, I just want to do what you want me to do. Them the ones he going to rise up. He going to raise up. So when he went to Gideon, listen at this right here, y'all. It's so funny with Gideon. And the angel of the Lord, verse 12. Now Gideon was getting ready to hide his stuff. Gideon said, I ain't stealing my crops. He was beating that stuff out quick. He, he knew it was time for him to come because them crops had was growing. So he was beating it out, threshing it. He was going to hide it from the Midianites. There it is. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him. Now, y'all look what the angel of the Lord said to Gideon. This is the funny part. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree at Oprah that belonged to Joash. This is what he said. Let me get to this. Wait a minute. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, and he called him, The Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. You know what that means? The Lord is with you, mighty, courageous warrior. Gideon said, Who is he talking to? Here I am out here trying to beat this stuff out of here and hide it from the Midianite. Who is he talking? Who is he talking to, man? I know he ain't talking to me. I'm trying to get get and beat this stuff out and get on out the way and hide my stuff. So then then Gideon said in 13, Sir, my Lord. Now listen at this. Some of us feel this way. If the Lord is with us, why are we having so much trouble? Has all this happened to us? Have y'all asked God that? I know I have at times. Lord, if you're with me, why is all this stuff happening around me? Why I got to go through this? Where are the miracles The wonderful deeds our ancestors told us about. Haven't y'all had ancestors, had people tell y'all about miracles? I know I have. My granddaddy, my mom, 
people that I was around telling me about miracles. And then when you look all around you, you're saying, where they at? Lord, where are these miracles? Where are these things that these people were talking about? Only thing I see is people running from COVID. Only thing I see is people killing one another. Only thing I see is young folks dying early and don't have to die. Only thing I see is all the fornication and the adulterers, the drug act. Only thing I see is all of this. God, where are the miracles? Where are you? If I'm a mighty man of valor, if I'm so courageous and I'm a warrior, why am I not seeing what you're saying? Come on, who's with me? Who's with me? God, why am I not seeing these things? They said, didn't the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? Come on, we're hearing it today. God saved you. God set you free. And some of us are saying, if he did all that, why did I have to go through COVID? Why did it hit my house? I'm speaking Psalms 91. Why all this happened to me? But now the Lord has left, abandoned us, and handed us over to the Midianites, given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to Gideon, and the Lord said, go, go with your strength and say, rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am the one who's sending you. Am I not sending you? Now look at here. All of his heart. (laughs) Have you poured out all your heart to the Lord because you feel like Elijah, you feel like you're the only one? All the prophets are dead except me. Just just let me die. Come on, have y'all been there? I know I have. Lord, I, I'm just tired. I'm just tired, Lord. But the Lord knew he was not going to let Elijah give up. And he was not going to let Gideon give up. So the Lord began to say, I'm sending you. You're not going in your own strength. You're going in mine. If the Lord is sending you, it's not you that's going to do it. You got to get over you. It's his power that's going to come through you. The only thing he need is a body. He need a temple for the Holy Spirit, his power to abide in. So when he send you, you're releasing his word. And as you release his word, the power is going to come from the word. And it's going to heal, deliver, and set the captives free. It is not you. It is the power of God working through you. So what make you think? It's you. Gideon answered, Lord, how can I say rescue, deliver Israel? My family group clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I'm the least important or the youngest member of my family. Those are the ones that God want to use. The least. Where it looked like it ain't more than enough. Y'all better catch this story with Gideon. Because God's going to show him, I'll take little And I'm going to make it much for you, Gideon. But you got to trust me. Quit looking at yourself as being unworthy. Quit looking at yourself as one that can't lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Quit looking at yourself that you don't have enough to do what everybody else is doing. God has given you more than enough. If he gave two fish and five loaves of bread and fed a multitude, what makes you think God can't use you? So Gideon told him all of this. Long story short, where am I going? Gideon could not do this without God. That's what God wanted Gideon to know. Gideon, I'm sending you. So if I'm sending you, I'm not sending you based on you. 
I'm sending you based on me. So Gideon, you have to hear me. And you can't hear what they're saying. You have to hear what I'm saying unto you. And that's how you're going to deliver Israel from the Midianites. So God is telling you today, I'm sending you. God said, I'm sending you in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. But while I'm sending you, you got to have the word with you. And that's why we get into the word to know what God has to say. That's why we get into prayer. And everywhere we go, when we open our mouth, it is God that's showing up and showing out to let them know it's not over for you. This is what God want to do in your life. So our dependency have to be on him and not on us. Do y'all know what God did? Gideon had a mighty army, but God had to get Gideon to a place with him. Gideon said, God, I need for you to do this to know that you're talking to me. God showed him two signs. Why? To build Gideon faith up. Sometimes we need to be built up in the Lord and say, Lord, show me that you're talking to me. God will do that for you because he know where you are. Some of us don't need God to show us anything. We just outright believe God. But some of us haven't gotten there yet. God did that for him. That still wasn't enough because Gideon still had some fear. So God told him to go into the camp. And he had him to listen to a dream that one of them had. And they said this dream is representing Gideon coming in here and destroying us. Gideon heard that. But then God said he had a big army. Was the army 10,000, 20 some thousand? I don't know. But God said, I want to reduce that army. I want you to send the fearful ones home. Guess how much he had to defeat them with? 300. That's the wisdom of God. Why did God do it that way? To let man know it ain't through your, your doing. It's through mine. That don't sound like common sense, do it? Wisdom is above common sense. Y'all remember that. Common sense will tell you a lot of stuff that God ain't telling you. That's why you got to know what the word is saying to you. If God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. No matter what somebody else is doing, you hear God and do what God is telling you to do. Stay away from people that really don't know God. Because the ones that really know God, they're going to wait on God because they know that God is who he say he is. That's because they have spent enough time with God. If you hang around NBC, CNN, MSBCN, whatever you call it, if you hang around the Fox Network, if your TV is always on that, that's who your God is. Because you waiting. No, let me let me say something. No, I just watch the news to see what's going on so I know how to pray. No, we watch the news. To see what they're going to tell us next. And if you're watching the news to see what they're going to tell you next. What did God say? Did you hear what God said? Or are you going on just what they're saying? There's a difference y'all. If you're watching it. You need to say God ain't what you saying. God I bind that in the name of Jesus. God this is what your word is saying. That's why we watch the news y'all. That's why we watch it. God is not going to let anything sneak up on you. God will wake you up and say, pray. 
You may not know how to pray. That's why you have them humma humma your mamas, which is those tongues. Because when you begin to pray in the spirit, you're praying directly to God. And some people say you don't need tongues. Tongues passed away. The apostles passed away. Not according to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, not according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when it's telling you about the gifts of the spirit. It's still in the Bible. Where is it gone? It's right there. If it's passed away, why don't you just take them chapters out? We need to know what the word is saying here and now. In order for us to stand up for God, you got to know God. And once you know God, you got to know what you have now that you're in him. And one of those gifts is speaking in tongues. And speaking in tongues builds you up on your most holy faith. When you're weak, the tongues will build you up. And then you ask God for interpretation of those tongues and you can speak out in English what God wants you to speak. And once you begin to speak, it's going to hit wherever God needs for it to be hit. So I'm telling y'all now, the answer to my question that I ask God, what's going on with the church? The church is in bondage, even though they're free, because they're choosing to believe man over me. So their mindsets are tore up. Their mindset is set on the world and it's not set on the word of God. This is why you got to set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. Wherever your mind is set, that's how you're going to live. Come on, y'all. This is why. If we don't know that Jesus has set us free, we're going to live just like the world is living and we think is right. We're going to do what the world is telling us to do and we think is right. And I'm going to say this. Even being raised by your parents. If your parents is ignorant, I'm going to say it. Because I was ignorant before I knew Jesus. Because I only went off of what I heard. And I, it built up in me. So I did what I thought that I needed to do. Thank God for my grandparents. Thank God for a praying granddaddy that when he saw me doing something opposite to what the word said, he just talked and talked and talked. And in my mind, I'm like, hush, just hush. But now I see why he kept talking to me. I see why he was planting that seed in me. I see why he took me places with him when people was at their dying bed. And I would hear my granddaddy just singing songs of Zion over a dead, a person that was about to die. When I seen a girl walk that came in the house and could not walk, he was planting a seed in me for a time such as this. So that's why I'm crazy for Jesus like I am. It's because of where I come from. It's from what I have seen. And those are the people that people hate and say you ain't got no common sense. No, I got God's sense. I'd rather have God's sense than to have common sense because common sense is going to fail you. People look at you because I make a choice that you don't make. That don't mean that I'm crazy. That just mean I'm in a place that you're not, but we're going to love each other. That's why God gave those trees. He said, eat of every tree you want to eat of. But of this one, don't. He gave them a choice. All of us in this room have a choice. If your choice is not like mine, I'm not going to hate you. And But I'm not going to criticize you either. Because that's the choice you made. 
The more you grow in grace, every choice you make is going to be upon this word. It ain't going to be on common sense. It's going to be on God's sense. What his word says. Miracle Temple, please get into this word. Let this word get into you because it's not over yet. It's not over yet. This is why people are saying, Lord, just let me go home. I don't want to be here for this no more. Some people feel like I'd rather have what this world has than what God has. Until you really die to yourself, you're not going to make it. And you know when you really die to yourself, when everything around you don't affect you. Because your mind is set on things above and not on things of this earth. How do I come out of this bondage? By setting your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. People will take somebody's mind and they'll constantly put stuff in people's minds. And they'll change their mindset and they become fearful of what that person has said and they won't move off of it. That's why the word of God have to be taught so much to transform and change those mindsets so you can prove, you can know what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. That's like witchcraft, y'all. So your mindsets can be changed through the word of God. And that's what God is doing in Miracle Temple is to change your way of thinking. It's to change your way according to his way and not man's way. Don't get me wrong. God does have men on this earth to help. But if they don't know him, they will mess us up. Because we're going on them and not going on the Father, Jehovah. I'm ready for change, y'all. And change is already here, but people are not accepting that change because it's not being taught. It's not being preached. It's not being proclaimed. So get into your word and know whom and what you're serving. And if it's not L.L. Yon, you need to loose that thing and you need to let it go. Even your husbands, your wives, your children, whomever you're putting before God. You got to trust God more than you putting trust in them. You got to turn them over to God and say, God, I give them to you because you know more about them than I know. But God, I need wisdom. I need to know how to carry out what you want me to carry out on their behalf, on my behalf, on anybody's behalf. I need the wisdom of God. And you told me I can ask for it. So I ask for your wisdom to do what you have for me to do. Y'all, it's not about us. It's all about him get over you and focus on him if your focus is more on him than your situation the life of God begins to radiate through your body you begin to have peace like you never had it before he said I'll keep you in perfect peace because your mind has stayed on me because you trust me to have that perfect peace, your mind have to stay on him and not your problem. You ain't denying your problem. You ain't denying COVID. Y'all, COVID is real. We're not denying it. But look how long COVID is staying on this land. Do you know why it's still here? Because everybody is promoting it. Everybody's talking about COVID more than they're talking about God. 
Every conversation people get in, you took the shot. Did you get that shot? Well, we can talk now. You know, like I know, you better keep that mask on. Yeah, we can talk now. I got my shot. I got my shot. You depending on the shot. Before the shot came, you had the mask. Now the shot is, is, is taking over the mask. Now you're pulling the mask down. You better put it on. Because if you ain't where you need to be with Jesus, you better put on two, three, four, five of them. Because some of you ain't wearing them right anyway. <laughs> they tell you how to wear them. You're supposed to paint it, put it across him, make sure it's tight. You be all in the grocery store. I'm show you how you be doing. I put it on to be obedient, but mine be jacked up. I have the, Brother Willie has to tell me, Apostle, that right there go on that side. Oh, thank you, Willie. You go in the store. How you doing? What you say? Ain't thought about no mask. Ain't thought about it's coming all off your face. You just feeling it. Then your husband, been everywhere, come back home all in your face. You better know Jesus. Ignorant gone to see. You trusting your husband, trusting your wife, trusting your kids. They done told you your kids can carry it right back home to you. That's why y'all took the shot to protecting my kids. You protecting yourself because them little youngins can't get it. They getting it and getting it to you. Duh. Y'all better wake up and, and smell Jesus. The ones you so close to is the ones that <laughs> you better not trust. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Because some of them are saying, Lord, Lord, and don't you spend time when they sleep. The shot cannot save you. It just give you a little more time. <laughs> Listen here. I did not say take it. Take two, three, four, five, because they say you got to get a third dose now. Take it. If that's what you choose to do, you do it. But I want you to know the shot can't save you. Because even with the shot, they're saying people coming up with COVID. I'm not telling you. Now listen here, people that want to lie on me. Never told you not to take a shot. Never told you not to wear a mask. Because if some of y'all seen me, I have it on. I'm obedient to the law of the land, but I know who saves me. I know who keep me in about this. It's about Jesus. So quit beating people up and trying to kill people because you asking them if they took a shot. Why you want to get in their business for? Huh? Do you ask them what kind of blood pressure medicine they on? Do you ask them who they slept with last night? Do you ask them how much money they got in the bank? Why you all up in their business? Mind your business. Quit putting people down because they ain't doing what you do. Christians. Christians. When we know him, we can walk freely. With or without a mask. When you know him, it ain't about the mask. It's about him. Because if you take the mask off, when God says, take it off and lay hands on that person. Speak to that person. Be obedient to God. 
Some people say, you... Get my gloves on. You healed in Jesus' name. And you think you done something. God is beyond that. There was a man. His name was John C. Lake. It was the Babonic, Babonic plague. And people were dying. They didn't have enough people to bury people. So he and his team came to help with the people, and he was burying, helping them bury people. And it was a man foaming at the mouth, and they told him, they said, you need to put on gloves. This is what the doctor said. You need to put on gloves. He said, I don't need on no gloves. So he said, matter of fact, this is what I want you to do. He done this because God told him to do it. He said, if foam out of this man's mouth, I want you to put it right here in my hand. Because they say, you can't even come close to that or you'll die. They put his hand under the microscope, and the stuff died instantly. Why? Because the power of God that was in him quickened his mortal body and killed it. But you got to be in that place with God. Do not go up in somebody's face with COVID and say, give me a kiss. (laughs) You ignorant. Don't you go do that, because I didn't tell you to do it. But if God tell you, they kiss your husband and they got COVID, you do it. But you better know God told you to do it or tell them to get in that other room and sh- shut that door for 14 days and slip their food at the door and say, here go a little toilet. Don't he go to the bathroom. Here go a little wash pot. Come on, be real. Be real. Don't you come out of there. But guess what? You don't even have to come close to them and you'll catch it because of right here. Because in your mind, you feel like you already caught it and you don't seen yourself catch it. So you got it. You don't have to be around nobody. As a man, think, so is he, so does he become. Give God a hand clap of praise. Isn't God a good God? He's worthy and worthy to be praised. So meditate whom or what are you in bondage to. And the Holy Spirit will show it to you and you can get rid of it. Through the word of God. Amen. God is so good. We're going to have our announcements at this time. And while they're coming up, the announcements, do we have um, to all visitors that are in the house? Thank you for coming to Miracle Temple as the Spirit has led you to come. And we pray that as he leads you to come back, you are welcome, welcome welcome. Amen.